0: The Miami Hurricanes had the 97th ranked rushing offense last year in college football. But I have reason to believe things are going to get much, much better. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, including pregame and postgame for Miami Hurricanes football. And guys, thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen every day. We are available free. If It's free, it's me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, wherever you get your pods, and we are available free on YouTube. So smash that thumbs up button if you're watching us on YouTube by popular demand. We are breaking down a very deep position group for the Canes this year, perhaps the very deepest. And that's the running backs room. Miami did lose from last year. Cameron Harris trying to go pro and Cody Brown transferred to Virginia. I'm sorry to see Brown go, but honestly Miami has so much left. I don't think we're going to miss him one bit now some of our listeners and some of the folks that i interact with uh, i live very much in a miami hurricanes bubble so i interact with a lot of fellow canes fans have told me that in their minds this year's group is going to be the deepest running back group that miami has had since portis McGahey, gore and Najee davenport were all in the same running back room in 2001. now It's early in the morning when I'm taping this. I'm I'm not yet drunk enough to compare this current group (laughs) to that group, at least not yet. They have a lot to prove on the field, and I'd love to see them try to prove it, but I do agree. This stable is super deep, and I think there are a ton of possibilities here. So throughout this episode, we are going to talk about who Miami has at running back, where they came from, how we project them coming up in the 2022 season, and we're going to make predictions. Who's going to be the starter? Who's going to be the leading rusher? Who's going to be the leading touchdown scorer? And let's also talk about how Miami's uh, running backs overall and Miami's running game produced last year, and they were decimated by injury last year, which didn't help, but how Miami produced in the running game last year compared to Oregon? And compared to Michigan, where our head coach and our offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis, came from. Let's start with Jalen Knighton, the Rooster. I promise I'll never do that again. Miami's leading rusher from last season missed the early part of the year for suspension, 561 yards for Jalen Knighton on 145 carries. That's 3.9 yards per carry. He found the end zone, though, a lot more, in fact, than anyone else on the team, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends. Eight rushing touchdowns and three receiving touchdowns. 11 TDs for Mr. Knighton. He was Miami's sixth leading receiver, 280 yards on 20 catches. Uh, Four-star recruit was Jalen Knighton and the 10th running back in his class in the class of 2020. Miami's got a bunch of guys in the class of 2020 in their running back room. Uh, Out of Deerfield Beach, he is going to be a third-year sophomore this year. Now, here's a new piece, a new face to add into the mix. Although those of us who paid attention to the spring, we got a steady dose of Henry Parrish. Henry Parrish is a transfer from Ole Miss. He's a junior this year, but from that same class of 2020 that uh, the rooster was in last year with the Ole Miss rebels, 553 yards on 105 carries. That was a really good 5.3 yards per carry. He scored three rushing touchdowns last year. So like Jalen Knighton, Henry Parrish also had impact as a receiver. These backs are both multiple. And that's important because honestly, guys, when we talk about who's going to start this year, it really comes down between Jalen Knighton and Henry Parrish. I think that they are the only real realistic candidates to be the starting running back at this point. And they are both multiple. They can run, they can catch. Uh, Parrish last year with Ole Miss, he caught 21 balls for 173 yards. Uh, honestly, the biggest difference stat-wise, I think, uh, well, there's a couple of them. Uh, one of them favors Parrish, one of them favors Knighton. The biggest difference is stat-wise um, is Parrish had a significantly better yards per carry average, but he also played behind a different offensive line. Maybe you'll Miss' uh, big eaters up front had something to do with that. So he had a bigger yards per carry average, uh, but Rooster got into the end zone a lot more. Uh, Parrish, also class of 2020, coming out of Columbus High School, four-star player, and he was the 18th ranked running back in his class. Then we get to Don Chaney. Remember him? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Lost most of his season last year. Went down in September with an ACL tear. Uh, got just 11 carries for 44 yards last season before getting injured. But the year before that, he got some PT as a true freshman. He had 68 carries in 2020 for 322 yards, three touchdowns. That was a good freshman campaign, 4.7 yards per carry. I mean, honestly, it's funny. You go back to a couple of years ago when they were coming out of high school I actually liked Chaney better than Knighton coming out of high school. He's another four-star from that same class of 2020. Uh, Chaney's out of Belen Jesuit. He was the 11th-ranked running back in that class, only one spot behind Knighton, who was the 10th-ranked guy in that class. Uh, And I think Chaney, honestly, he can be every bit as good, maybe better than anyone else in Miami's backfield this year. I think the big question mark for Chaney is, Coming off a serious injury and surgery, did not participate in spring because of it. Knighton was actually also out for spring with an injury of his own. But, you know, for Chaney, coming off the ACL, how is he recovering from that? Um, And how is he going to bounce back from it? Now, these days, bros, you never know. The surgeries have gotten so good. I mean, Adrian Peterson was like 50 coming back from ACL surgery back in the day. And he looked even better after the surgery. You never know. But I just wonder, you know, how how quickly Cheney's gonna really be able to hit the ground running. So that's uh likely it could very well be right there, the top three on the depth chart. But honestly, guys, I don't know. After Parrish. And Knighton, I think anybody could kind of make a claim for the third or even the second spot if things go a certain way. So let's get into Thad Franklin next. He's heading into his sophomore season now. Uh, He was active in the spring when Knighton and Chaney were both out. And Thad Franklin, he really impressed me in the spring game. If you go back and listen to our episode from a couple of months ago that we did immediately after the spring game, I talked a lot about Thad Franklin. I may have talked more about Franklin than almost anyone else, on that episode, he's always plowing forward, always moving for X-ray yards, never falling back behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, he's bigger than the other three backs that we've talked about so far. He's carrying around 225 pounds at about six foot. Now, he has, I think, talked about dropping a little bit of weight. Hopefully, if he does trim up a little bit, hopefully it's he finds that Goldilocks zone where hopefully he loses just enough weight to get a little extra speed but he doesn't lose too much weight that would make him lose any of his power because I think that could really be the niche that he carves out for himself in this backfield. You want to have a guy who's a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, a little bit more of a bruiser. So let's talk about Thad Franklin last year. 23 carries for 172 yards rushing, limited action last year, but that was good for an awesome 7.5 yards per carry. Uh, He had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Franklin, he came to the U in the class of twenty twenty one as a four-star recruit out of Shamanad Madonna. He was the fifteenth ranked running back in his class. Let's get to the the shining new face. We got a couple new faces in the backfield, one of them being the transfer parish, but the other right out of high school, ready to dominate, we hope. Travante, citizen. So excited about the possibilities for this player. It's a true freshman. Four star out of what's becoming a really, really rich recruiting ground—the state of Louisiana. Four star out of Lake Charles, Louisiana. To put it frankly, I cannot wait to see what Trevante Citizen can do this season. I don't know how much he's going to play, but with the liberal red shirt rules we have these days, where you can play a lot without burning that red shirt, uh, I think we're going to see him get a decent amount of touches this season. And the better he is, the more touches he's going to get. Uh, he was coming out of high school the ninth ranked running back in his class. That's the class of 2022. He's got some good size already, by the way. It's six foot two hundred and seventeen pounds. I don't know how much you guys weighed when you were like 17, 18 coming out of high school. Like I, I was big when I was coming out of high school, I was like big into weightlifting like when I was 17 18 and I was like trying to put on more weight and I was like six foot 185 190 and I was like I want to put on more muscle and more size this dude coming out of high school is already 217 pounds so I know that once he gets uh with coach Feld and that crazy mustache they're going to try to get this guy even bigger and stronger to uh Trevante citizen so um in high school by the way this is another thing that I like about him he played both running back and linebacker, two-way guy in high school. So he doesn't shy away from contact. Really good burst, uh, really good one-cut guy, um, will not have any problem plowing over defenders, plowing over linebackers. He plays linebacker himself, or at least he used to. So, yeah, I think Trevante Citizen is going to be a solid addition to this group. And just for, for bleeps and giggles, I'll also throw in Devin Perry, the walk-on who had a really good spring game. Now, remember, he got some touches in the spring game because so many guys were out. Citizen hadn't arrived yet. He was not an early enrollee. Um, Chaney and Knighton were both out injured. So we saw a walk-on have a really good spring game. Devin Perry was a really good – he wasn't on the roster. It took everybody a long time to figure out who he was. I mean, honestly, I don't know how much playing time, if any, he's possibly going to get in this running back group. Um, He also, from what I understand, coming out of high school has experience playing receiver and corner. So I wonder if Miami might try him at other spots. I'm sure he'll get some special teams playing time, possibly. So I don't really factor him in. as like an actual possibility uh, to get heavy reps at running back this year. But I I did want to throw Devin Perry a shout out because he was one of the the better stories coming out of Miami's spring game. So, all right, we're going to make predictions coming up here guys starter leading rusher breakout sleeper it's a lot of fun when you have a good group like this you know what else is fun built bar biting into that amazing caramel brownie you will not believe guys that this is a protein bar you're going to think this is a candy bar that's terrible for you no it's actually a really healthy snack Don't you love a chewy chocolate brownie? What about a caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top? It's so good. What if I told you you can have all that chewy chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? Yeah, I just had one this morning, in fact. You're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at Built.com right now. And you got to act fast, by the way, because they're a fan favorite. And you never know when they could be flying off those shelves. Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. Plus, the macros are unreal only hundred, only 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only four grams of sugar. I would replace a regular brownie with Bilt's caramel brownie bar in a heartbeat. And the best part about it is caramel brownie bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. With Built, you don't have to sacrifice tasty for healthy. You can have both. All of Bilt's bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, and it provides a ton of health benefits. There are a million reasons that you should try Bilt bars, but for now, Let's just say that caramel brownie will rock your world. And that's not an understatement. With built tasty is the new healthy. Go to built.com and get your box of caramel brownies now. Go to built.com, use promo code locked15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. We have an important favor to ask you guys. We have put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast like this even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcast. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It's not going to take very long. And everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards to take our audience survey go to locked slash survey and thank you for your help and thank you so much for making locked on canes your first listen every day so what are our predictions for the running back position this coming year i'll give you mine and then i will take yours as well because we did receive some tweets you guys are awesome Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnCaines, and we will follow you back. So who's going to be the starter? Who's going to be the leading rusher? Who's going to be the breakout player? Now, with a running back room that's this deep, let me give you the names again here. Jalen Knighton, Henry Parrish, Don Chaney, Thad Franklin. Travante citizen with a running back room this deep. I don't think it matters a whole lot who takes the first snap, like who the starter is. Cause I think there's going to be some rotation there. Three or four of these guys, I think are going to get a significant amount of burn this year. Now I am predicting some of you will agree with this. Some of you, as I've already seen on Twitter are going to disagree with this. I think Henry Parrish is going to be the starter. I think he's the overall most well-rounded guy when it comes to running between the tackles, blocking, and catching passes. Let's not forget about blocking. And I also think in Henry Parrish's case, he may be new to the team, but he's not as new to the coaching as the rest of these guys. I think he's got a leg up, having already been coached by Miami running backs coach Kevin Smith, who he was with at Ole Miss last year. So if Parrish does end up getting the most snaps, he'll probably be Miami's leading rusher in terms of yardage, maybe by a small margin. So I do predict Henry Parrish is going to be the starter, and I got to throw a shout out where a shout out is due. I remember having a conversation on this podcast about the running backs before the spring game, like this was maybe the first week of spring practices and we had on uh, our pal brian monroe former university of miami punter who's been uh, he went to i think pretty much all the spring practices spring game he watched everything up close and he told me very early on he said that henry parish yeah you can expect him to start that this guy's the total package very well rounded back right so in a very deep group Parrish could be the guy that rises to the top, or at least the guy who gets the first snaps in those games. But I think the person who's going to score the most touchdowns is going to be Jalen Knight. And listen, for the Rooster fanboys out there, if you're like, how dare Dono say that he's not going to be the starter? We love the Rooster. The Rooster's going to start. Don't be mad at me because the Rooster is going to get plenty of run. And I think he's going to be crowing in the end zone a lot this year. He's the best home run threat that we have, right? Knighton can take it to the house on any carry or any catch. Get that man the football in space. He's going to make people miss. He's going to make linebackers and safeties look foolish. And he could take it to the house. Uh, And yeah, I'll reiterate. He led Miami in touchdowns last year. 11 total touchdowns, eight running, three receiving Want a prediction? I think we're going to see 15, 16 touchdowns from Rooster this year. I think that that touchdown output is going to go up. It's going to go to the moon, unlike my stock portfolio right now. Rooster will go up to the moon. Now, um, another prediction, its not too difficult to make, but I think Thad Franklin, with his size and his power, should get a hefty amount of work in short yardage situations, deep red zone situations certainly has a role to play there. That's why I don't want him to lose too much of his size because he's going to be the guy who's going to get you some of those short yardage touchdowns. And then honestly, uh, I think both Don Chaney and Trevante Citizen, they're candidates to break out this year. I mean, you know, Chaney's been around for a couple of years. Uh, You know, bad luck with injury last year, so we haven't seen him in a long time. But I love this guy coming out of high school. I I love the looks that we got him on him in his first season. Had a really good true freshman campaign. As long as he comes back strong from that knee injury, uh, he could be a real dangerous player this year. And then in the case of Travante Citizen, once you get into like the dog days of the season, late October, early November and you start to have – because, listen, running back, is it's a physical position. You're getting hit on almost every play. It does a, does a number on your body. Once we get later in the year and the mileage and some of the minor nicks and bruises start to pile up on the other running backs, that's when I think you're going to start to see Trevante Citizen get more opportunities, and he could have maybe the type of late-season breakout to bring it back to 2001, the type of late-season breakout that Frank Gore had that year. And it also, the timing could be good for Travante Citizen around that time because since he wasn't an early enrollee, he's a little bit behind the learning curve, right? He's not yet accustomed to college ball and to Miami's offense. So, probably around midseason is when he'll get fully up to speed and fully in rhythm. So, that's going to be a really exciting thing to watch. Now, let's look at a couple of really important stats that tell a story here for how much Miami's running game and short yardage needs to improve. Now we've been talking about running backs for the last 20 minutes. Okay. We all know so much of their success is going to hinge on offensive line play and on coaching and scheming, right? That running backs just don't magically make six, seven yards per carry appear. It's a team job, right? I mean, getting a first down, scoring a touchdown, 11 guys have to be on the same page to do that. Um, Short yardage last year for Miami, piss poor, terrible, awful, no good, very bad. The Hurricanes ranked 110th in the country in a stat that's called power success rate. Now, courtesy, uh, I found this stat courtesy of Inside the U at 24-7 Sports. So the Hurricanes, 110th in power success rate. That is defined because you're like, what does that mean? I'll, I'll tell you what it means. Power success rate is defined as percentage of runs on third or fourth down, two yards or less to go that achieved a first down or a touchdown. So basically it's a short yardage conversion of a third or fourth down, one or two yards. You either move the sticks or you get into the end zone. Um, UM's power success rate last season was 59.4%. And again, 110th in the country. There's not that many more teams than 110. I think there's 130 in, in, uh, in FBS. So you were 110th out of like 130. That's, that's not good, okay? Uh, meanwhile, our head coach came from Oregon. We know Mario Cristobal loves to build, recruit, coach up offensive lines. He's got his friend Alex Mirabal, who's one of the better offensive line coaches in the country. How did Oregon do in their power success rate? Well, compared to Miami's 110th, Oregon ranked 10th. So they were literally 100 spots better than Miami in power success rate. Now, Rome was not built in a day. Do I think Miami's going to go from 110th to 10th? Probably not. But can they go from 110th to 50th? Maybe. <laughs> uh And Miami, by the way, in 2021, Miami as a team had 20 rushing touchdowns. Oregon had 37 rushing touchdowns. How about third down conversions? Miami wasn't very good. Actually, not as bad statistically as I thought they were. But Miami's third down conversion rate overall, third and short, third and long, third and whatever, their overall third down conversion rate was 59th in the country. So like average, I guess probably below average for power five, but average overall. Uh, Oregon, meanwhile, was fourth in third down conversion, overall third down conversion. The coach you brought in had a team that was fourth last year. You were 59th. Michigan, where our offensive coordinator came from, Josh Gaddis, Michigan last year was 10th in third down conversion. So you had a coach that was fourth, a coach that was 10th, and a team that was 59th last year. So we have to hope that is going to improve. We're going to get you guys' takes on running backs when we come back here on Locked on Canes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen each and every day. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So I asked you guys who is going to be uh, Miami's leading rusher this season. Uh, and give me your thoughts on the running back core. And Jason replied to us at Locked on Canes. He says, I need to see some summer and fall camp. I still think Cheney is the best back on the roster, but he basically missed spring ball. He did miss spring ball. Uh, I would guess perish now if I had to. So good guess is there. Um, Jesse Jasper replied to us at Locked on Canes. He says, I say whoever of the bunch stays healthy will get the most they are all explosive. Uh, real talk, that may end up being the way it goes. I pride myself in being like a glass half full optimistic type of guy. So just in my mind's brain, I just assume everyone's going to be fully healthy. Everything's going to be perfect. And Miami's going to rush for like 400 yards per game. And everyone's going gonna to have like four guys that average 100 yards per game. That's the way that my mind likes to work. But Yeah, I mean, especially if you go by last year, because like by by September, we already had Cameron Harris and Don Chaney both out for the season with injuries. So it was an injury riddled group last year. And that that's probably a good shout out by Jesse that like whoever stays the healthiest might end up being the leading rusher. Oh, no. Better Duck responded to us. You know how better Duck feels about these Miami running backs. He says, Canes have third and one. From the 48 yard line, and you can see Lou Headley, the punter, getting ready to take the field. I don't think has I don't think Duck has a whole lot of faith in Miami converting on short yardage this year. <laughs> Our pal Rodney King writes the rooster will be the leading rusher because he has that home run threat, he says, every time he touches the ball. And Jason, who's at Kane's Chief on Twitter, oh I love me a good hot take. He says, hot take. Running back competition will create a monster or multiple monsters, he says. Not one of those players should feel comfortable. They will have to scratch and claw their way to greatness. Amen to that, my brother. And listen, um, you know, we already had one running back transfer out, which I'm sure had a lot to do with seeing all the competition he's going to have this year. And yeah, it's going to be a really, really, really deep room. And there's probably going to be certain weeks where we're like, oh, you know what? No, no, Don Chaney. He's the best running back on this team. And then the next week, Henry Parrish. That's the best running back on this team. Or Jalen Knighton, don't you forget about their That's the best running back on this team. I think a number of these guys are going to have explosive, successful games throughout the year. And you're going to keep everybody sharp because they're always going to be looking over their shoulder. What's the guy behind me doing? What's the next guy on the depth chart doing? Am I comfortable in my spot? If I'm the number one guy or the number two guy, you're going to have two or three other running backs breathing down your neck. And I absolutely love that. All right, this is going to be a very busy remainder of the week here on Locked on Canes. Uh, We're going to be talking on Thursday's episode with our recruiting expert, John Garcia Jr. from Sports Illustrated. We're also going to be talking recruiting on Friday with our good pal Brad Tejeda from Canes Insight. On Wednesday, man, I'm thinking, you guys can help me choose your own adventure. I was thinking of taking a deep dive at tight end on Wednesday's episode, the current depth chart and the recruiting efforts to tight end. If you guys like that, tell me you like it in the comments. If you'd prefer to talk about something else, like I I don't know, I kind of feel like we might be due for a defensive line conversation as well. Whatever we do tomorrow, we'll do the other one within the next week, okay? So, would you rather us talk about the tight ends or the defensive line tomorrow? Drop us a comment drop us a tweet at locked on canes and you guys can help us choose your own adventure, but thank you so much for making locked on canes. Your first listen today. Now make your second listen The locked on NBA big board podcast hosted by Raphael Barlow gives fans the in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings. And of course, big boards, follow locked on NBA big board every day on the odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We will talk to you guys again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Canes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.